welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Manifest Podcast. This is your lovely host, Anika. And it's Brittany. <laughs> and we are back. Like. I know y'all probably missed us. We had a couple, what was that, like a week off? Yeah, we ain't said nothing to nobody, child. Like, I I'm just like, bye, whatever. Right, we're gonna y'all. We'll see y'all later. <laughs> we're back, y'all. We're gonna be, you know, week after week, so we're back. Brittany, how you been? Girl, I'm fine. I'm actually, actually, I'm not. <laughs> I just like tell me, tell me about this. I, I just like saying I'm fine, so people don't ask me too many questions. But yeah. I got, I stopped doing that. I like if you ask me like with my friends, I need to say what's wrong. I'm t- I'm a fucking tired. <laughs> you don't look tired at all. You do. You definitely look beautiful in the face, just glowing and skin. Just you, you look the opposite. So tell me about your tired. Thank you. I'm just, okay, so now I'm like cleaning, trying to clean my garage out for my workspace so I can have some privacy. Um, trying to clean off my patio so like I can use that space as privacy space too for like me and car. Um, school. Work. Work again. Family. Being a mama all the time, getting up at six eight. Well, being at work at six o'clock in the morning, I'm just tired. And so my body, I was supposed to go to work Saturday, and my body was like, "No, you're not going." There ain't been no type of way about calling off. And you can't, cause I mean, you come first. I had to, I posted something yesterday that was like, you know, something about like when you you're replaceable at your job, but not at home. Right. And I think we just need to start remembering that. Yeah. Right. I am grateful for the six to two shifts because I'm able to come home and like do more for dinner and stuff and not be tired. But you know, my grandma's spirit is fine with food at like eight o'clock. I'm fine with that. <laughs> but getting up is that's the struggle for me. So my body is just and I've been working six days. So mm-hmm. my body is just tired. Do you need anything else to do? I'm going to show my husband to add something to my plate. Like, hey, can you research this whole encyclopedia for me, please? Thank you. You got a whole go plate. It's packed and full in a bag. It's No, it's nothing else can go on that plate. Wow. Well, my car has a recall on it, so now I have to figure out how I'm going to turn my car in and get to work for the next couple of days. Hopefully, they'll give us, like, a rental, but I don't know. Anywho, how are you? Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to manifest some um, good vibes right quick for you because that will, yeah. Um, I am tired as well. We just moved, so I've been here like a week and a half, and you know, just trying to get acclimated to the new space. Um, I told you before, my dog got sick. Mm. I thought my nigga was gonna die. I didn't know what was going on. So now he's a little bit better, and everything is everything now. Now it's just a matter of you know getting things where they belong. So, I, but all in all, I'm pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Is he better now that John's home? That, yeah, that helped. And um, his, I think his, we were like giving him like anything, whatever he wanted, he could eat it. And I think having like a stricter diet has helped him. So that, that has helped him recover a lot. But yeah, now that everybody's back together, he's a lot more happier and spunky like he was. So good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, everybody was asking, how's Lennox? How's the baby? How, he, he, he's better. I was so glad that everybody was caring for him like that. <clears throat> but yeah. He's a little fur baby. He is. 
Okay, guys. So for this week, we are having one of our favorite people on the podcast again. We are having Whitney of Double Rainbow Design back on the podcast. Hi, Whitney. Oh, hey. <laughs> back. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I love you guys. Aww. We love having you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to talk about uh, last time we chatted we talked about you know how it is operating a business and like how you balance that and you know what lessons you've learned along the way and all those kind of good things it was a really dope episode it's one of my favorites yeah but I wanted to have you back because of like if if nobody has noticed by now 2020 has been a shit show <laughs> But along with it, when with the shit show came along with a whole bunch of protests and, you know, seeing things we've never seen before, you know, with protests and Black Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of a um, shaky time. So I don't know, was it Breonna Taylor that kind of like shifted this or was it? Yeah, it well, um, it was the um, George Floyd. Okay. Remember. Okay. Uh, after the George Floyd happened and Breonna Taylor, it was kind of a shift, like, let's start supporting Black people and yada, yada, yada. And it seemed like a lot of white people wanted to jump on this wave. And so we just wanted to talk about how it has transformed your business, the good, the bad, and the ugly with that. Okay. So my first question is... Um, you had something like super duper spectacular happen, like mm-hmm. one in a million chance. <laughs> Can you explain the Juneteenth and the Beyonce impact that happened to you? Mm. Yes. So hold on, y'all. We did. We said Beyonce. We did <laughs> the Beyonce. Big B and the B stands for bands. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, June was crazy for me like at the beginning of june well the end of may beginning of june was um you know we all know the murder of george george floyd um and for some reason that really made white people in general i mean in specifically white people um finally like perk up and want to pay attention to black artists black musicians black people black small businesses all across the board um so my business was one of those that you know basically was just put on um during the the uprisings in the beginning of june um and so i literally kind of went from i don't know maybe i was like chilling around 30 orders a month on a good month i may have had 35 i was hype about it and then out of nowhere The first week of June became my best month ever um, on Etsy. My Etsy shop experienced, I mean, like, I don't know. It could have been like an 1,800% surge or something like that. My husband did the math for me. One second. The first week of June became your best month The first week. I mean, it might have been the first couple days of June became my best month ever. And it's still been my best month ever ever i've been in business i well i've had my etsy shop since last october so less than a year and then um just to put it into a little bit of perspective how busy i got in that in that little bit of time 
um, from October to April, the end of April, I had 100 orders. I, I reached 100 orders in about six months. And then from April to basically, no, basically it was from June until now, I went up about 800 orders. Um, and that was just the beginning of June. We haven't even touched uh, Juneteenth yet. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how that went. And then um, Beyonce made the Black Parade route list, um, which consisted of a bunch of small businesses um, that you should support and should still support. Um, and uh, yeah, then shit really went crazy. I mean, it was just, I don't know, it's, it literally has been crazy since. I've not rested since that moment. I remember like the moment it happened, I was just like, I was out of town, casually scrolling on Instagram. And I was like, wait, are my eyes deceiving me? What, I, girl. Is the rainbow design on Beyonce's page? Mm -hmm. Like, so I w literally went to her website and then I called you screaming. Like, <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> you said, I hope you're not asleep because it was late at night. It was late at night. I was, um, I was working on a piece of art just because, oh, at that same time, um, my daughter was sick. And she we were, you know, trying to figure out what was going on with her. We were back and forth from the doctor. And it was just a lot going on with everything that had happened at the beginning of June and then with my daughter. Um, and it was late that night. And um, I remember one of my followers had sent me a message like, did you know? And all I saw was Beyonce. I literally, all the, the only thing I saw was Beyonce. And I thought to myself, man, this must be, a, um, you know, like one of those fan accounts or something like that. I was like, this is not... Beyonce Beyonce the one that, that you and I know um but then it was and I like I screamed for I might have screamed for a week it was crazy crazy so how did yeah. it, how did it make you feel I mean I don't know I don't even know how to explain the I've never felt that type of bliss it was like like you hear the word bliss and that in that moment is when I felt like this is what it means to be in a state of bliss. It was amazing. It was just amazing. Wow. So <laughs> amazing. Um, that is wild. That's like a once in a lifetime shit. Like who can say that? Right. <laughs> so, like, so how did that work? Did somebody like send your information to Beyonce? Like Beyonce's team? I don't. I still don't know. I still don't know. Um, and, you know, I could say like, who did this? Or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. Nobody came to me and said, um, I made sure that your name got to the right people. I don't know if it was just like somebody was, you know, from her camp was like scrolling Instagram one day and maybe saw m me or my business. I really don't know. But um, nobody ever like reached out to me or said, hey, this is about to happen or anything like that. So I never knew ahead of time. It was a surprise for me, just like it was a surprise for everybody at the same time. I think that's funny because we always, on the outside when that happens, we always assume like somebody would have called you and said something. And it's just funny to know that you were just as surprised as everybody yeah. else. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know either. Beyonce out here dropping secret albums and shit and we just right. don't know. We don't know. I guess when you're the queen, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> so I, want, I just want to point out like to everybody's listening and to myself, um, that's why you should stay consistent in your business because when you you're posting something every day every day a couple times a day so that's why it's, you you never know who's going to see your work so that's a reminder for me too <laughs> especially right now but yeah i agree um 
just go hard. Go hard and don't stop. Because Beyonce's watching. Mm-hmm. But for <laughs> real, though, like, Instagram, Instagram sucks sometimes, and, you know, social media sucks sometimes, but it's amazing in the fact that it literally, like, uh, connects people, like, you know, everyday people with celebrities or, you know, people that you wouldn't generally connect with in, in regular life. So, I mean, they out there and they're watching. They really are. Okay, so mentally, how has this major influx um, of business, how has it affected you? Mentally, um, it's been um, a lot. I think it's like one of those things that you don't know how to handle until you actually are placed there. Like you could always say to yourself, you know, if I ever got this many orders at one time, or, you know, if this ever happened to me, you can, you know, hypothesize in your mind as much as you want to, but um, it was something that I was not mentally prepared for. Um, because again, I was used to uh, dealing with 30 orders a month. That was what I was comfortable with. That was what I was able to handle. Um, and that was, you know, that was what was good with me for me. And so when I saw like my orders continue to just increase, 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 increase. I told myself, you know, I really think that I can handle this. I think that I'll be okay, maybe. But oh, also, let me just make a side note. At the same time, when all of this stuff happened in June, I still had previous orders from, you know, May and, you know, I had custom orders. So I still had stuff to catch up on. I still was living a life at that at, in May or at the beginning of June, I was pretty much over virtual school at that point. So every time it would come up, I would be so angry about it because it was just very difficult at that time for virtual schooling. Um, so it, it, felt, it felt, at the same, you know, I felt bliss, it felt great. But then at the same time, it kind of felt like, okay, so now what? Because now I have all these people depending on me to get their stuff to them in a timely manner. Um, how am I gonna make this work? So um, I guess initially, it just kind of felt like pressure. It didn't really feel like what it feels like right now, if that makes any sense. Yes. Okay. Um, so how long was it before you started to notice that this was just a fad for white people um, in supporting black businesses? Um, I, I kind of had the thoughts right up front. Because, you know, it kind of was just like one of those things that was like too good to be true. Like, you know, first of all, we have been here. You know, Black people have been getting killed by the cops. Um, these type of situations have been happening. So it was kind of like, you know, why now are they just starting to, to, to catch on and follow along and want to do more and want to support Black artists um, and Black businesses and Black musicians and whatever. Um, and so, you know, I saw a lot of shops or stores or whatever on Instagram um, that never before even showed a black face, made a mention of a black person, played a, a damn rap song, and then you know all of a sudden they have a black square on their on their on their feed, and you know it's like mm, I feel like you're doing that just to be trendy. And from the start, basically, I felt I even made a post that same day when people were doing the black squares. And I said, now, now, what are you going to do? You know, you like you put your black square up, or are you going to go back to your regular life? And it didn't, you know, it was cool for a few weeks, people were cool for a few weeks. 
Um, but when the time passed that they could show that they were down for the calls, um, that's when I started to get the crazy messages and the angry customers. Um, you know, when people couldn't show right away that they supported a black owned business, um, what they basically did was took that opportunity to say, well, hey, I tried, I tried to support this black girl, but she couldn't do it. So, you know, nope, I'm not here. I'm not here for it. So yeah, it wasn't immediate, but you know, in the back of my mind, I knew. And then um, just probably like a few weeks to a month later, <laughs> that's when the, that's when the, the people took their masks off, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have a question when you said that about the angry customers. So as anybody would know, well, and for those of you that don't know, all of your pieces are handmade by you. And, you know, we know that that takes time, obviously. And so with your recent influx in business, how do you define the difference between the customers that were or that are patient and the ones that are not so patient? Is it like a certain demographic or do you just find... You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. What what um, to you? It you know it's kind of hard to tell, really. Well, okay. First, let me just say, like, for the most part, people are patient. People are understanding. People are willing to put themselves at the end of my order list so that I can take care of other people that aren't so patient. So it's kind of just a mixed bag, honestly. And it's really hard for me to say, um, well, this customer is going to be pissed off this week, so let me hurry up. And, and so that's why I had to bring Brittany in because um, what was happening was I was spending so much time answering all these messages and explaining myself to people, um, you know, when I really shouldn't have had to explain myself to people. Um, because really, let's, like, if people were to put themselves in my shoes, and I think this all the time, like, I wonder if these people that get so pissed off at me, um, how would they handle it? How would they handle making items that, listen, first of all, I do not like to rush through my work. Um, and now that I have so much of it, I'm not rushing through it, but I have to work at a higher speed, at a, at a, at a higher pace. Um, and I always think to myself, like, how, will these, how would these people handle this type of work this type of demand on your body this type of demand on your brain um having to maintain a family and a social media pl platform and page because at the uh, at the very same time you don't want to like go silent go ghost on instagram and then instagram buries you and so it's just a lot of stuff that i think about and deal with that um you know people that are shitty i just sometimes i just want to like do a day in the life video <laughs> and i know that i have like gone like way far away from your question but yeah it's kind of just like a a mixed bag most of the people are amazing and i do want to say that but uh, uh the the few that aren't are like golly like they really go for the jugular really do you yeah. find yourself like having to are they like impatient to where they're like i'm just going to get a refund or is it just like constant complaining until you can get the order out or most of the time, um, well, Brittany deals with it now, um, but most of the time, it's like sometimes some of them will just like immediately say, hey, like, this has taken too long. Could I please have a refund? One girl was going to give hers, to, like, whatever she ordered to a, a friend for a gift, and so the time had passed for the birthday, so she asked if it would be okay if she could have a refund, but if not, it's okay. So, you know, I have some people that are like that, but then I have some people that are like, um, hey, you're a thief um yeah 
leaving reviews like this this uh shop said that this order would be ready on this time and they still haven't shipped it yet and this that and the other listen i'm always honest i'm always open i'm always like like i can't answer and Brittany can't answer messages immediately like we have a life and if, if i'm doing that then i'm not working um but you know we get back to you and if we don't just send another message you know like calm down it's okay but yeah, people, you know, there's people that are very nice about asking for a refund. And then there's some people that are like, you know, when will this ship? Um, and then they'll just be on it. Like I had a lady asking, I mean, telling me that she needed constant updates from here on out. And I was like, mm, no, I'm not doing that. Like, like, so there's a lot of people that will demand things from me um, that are just really unrealistic. Like you can't, I'm a person too. Like I'm not Amazon. I can't do that um so yeah it's a it's a pretty wide spe spectrum of people and in, in their anger um for the most part we maintain it but at this point i've i've gotten to the point where i'm like hey if you want to be shitty to me you do not deserve my art and it took a really long time for me to get here <laughs> honestly um like Brittany can tell you like i would get upset over every single bad review or angry customer because i have always been the person the type of person that doesn't want to disappoint people you know i don't i, I want to like i don't know i just don't want to let people down um and so that's kind of how it felt because you know i'm supposed to be making this stuff i'm supposed to be you know adequate and be able to do it and, it, and then it just felt like i really wasn't um so yeah <laughs> yeah i mean not only that but you know People have no idea if this is your livelihood or not. People don't know like what is going on behind the scenes. Like you said, your your daughter was sick, mm -hmm. um, and not only that, like these are pieces that are made by you, by yourself with your yes. two hands. It's not like your husband is over there like, all right, so what you say we're gonna do today? Like. <laughs> Like, like to, but then people would be coming back to me like, "What the hell did you send me?" So, right. so speaking of Amazon, how is it for a small business to get a major influx like that, but then you want your your consumers want you to push it out like Amazon? And Target. That's the hard, that's the hardest part, um, and I guess you know, like um, I can be a victim of the the Amazon culture too because I love getting my stuff real quick. But if I am ordering a handmade item, I'm automatically going to just give that person their space. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother them about it, especially when, you know, I'm following them and they're giving constant updates and stuff like that. But um, that has been probably one of the hardest parts. Just people just, I think that people are, they place unrealistic expectations on small businesses and maybe they don't understand that most small a lot of small businesses especially like little etsy shops um are run by one person you know what i mean like i think that people fail to realize and and by run by one person that means that i order all of my supplies i make all of my items i package and ship all of my items i handwrite thank you notes I put in a gift a, a free gift with every single purchase you know like it is me going into every single package not me plus you know someone else or me plus a team or me plus you know like it is me going into every single package and i think that people fail to realize because amazon is just you know printing off their thank you note and sending it off to their friend that they think that that's how it's always going to be um and it's not and it and it's not fair 
to place those type of expectations on any small business, first of all, but especially not ones that make handmade goods. Yeah, we're moving into a, a generation and a society where everybody is wanting instant gratification. Yeah, yeah, instant gratification. There it is. Everybody yes. is like a consumer, so the only thing they know, let me consume, let me have it, I need it, you know. And I need it right now. I need it right yeah. now. I need it right yeah. now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when really, I mean, in all reality, I get it. Like, I, when I order my stuff, I'm, like, really excited. I want it here. I want to see it. I want it, you know, put it in my space or try it on or whatever. Um, but in reality, like, you will be okay without that macrame plant hanger or shelf or, you know what I mean? Like, it'll be okay. It is not life-saving diabetes medicine. Like, <laughs> Like, what, what you got to put on your your double shelf so bad that you need it today like that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying and i know you know i know when i'm ready to decorate my space and i'm ready for something to be somewhere um i want it there you know but i'm not going to like harass nobody over nothing <laughs> at the very least i will ask for at the very most i will ask for a refund um but i i, I probably wouldn't even do that like when it gets here, I'll be surprised and I'll be excited about it. Period. Especially if you knew that it was handmade, so it's something I would assume somebody is it's sought after. So you would have done your research. And yeah, girl, <laughs> girl, yeah, that's how I feel too. So can I ask, as someone who's interested in macrame myself, why do you think it's important for there to be more fiber slash macrame artists? Just black fiber slash macrame oh okay <laughs> yeah because they're because we aren't seen um like the representation isn't there uh if you scroll i i just put this in my stories the other day that um if you click on the macrame hashtag on instagram and just scroll for i don't know give yourself a little time limit five minutes and count how many or uh, take see how long it takes you to get to 10 black faces um, and I promise you, you won't. You might see three or four out of hundreds and hundreds of posts. So basically, just like with many communities on Instagram or on social media, um, like gardening or like crystals, like the same thing. Um, Black people are very underrepresented. And I think that it's really important that you're interested in macrame, do it. And you're Black or you're a person of color, do it. Please do it because we need more of us out there. Um, and I'm really like big on representation because I have four daughters. And when I was their age or when I was a little bit older and, you know, I was able to like, you know, get my own interests. Um, I didn't see people out there that looked like me. I didn't see. And when I started doing macrame, I didn't see people out there that looked like me. But, you know, I, I've always just been crafty. So I just went with it anyway. Um, but in the beginning of my business journey, I was always very afraid to post my face. I didn't want people to know that I was black. Um, because I felt that because I'm in such a whitewashed um, medium or, you know, like art category, <laughs> um, I feel that because I was, you know, black in a, in a sea of white people that people weren't going to buy from me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, why would they buy from me when they could buy from one of these thousands of white artists? Um, and for a long time, I felt that way until I was like, fuck this shit. I'm dope as hell. Um, and people need to know. And that's how I feel about all Black macrame artists um, and fiber artists. Like, I want, 
I want y'all to stand up. I want y'all to show that you're black. I want y'all to show the world how magic you are. And I want people to know that we out here, you know? Great answer. I love it. So, um, like you said, I, you know, I help you with your questions or whatever, but I don't know if you saw this comment the other day <laughs> and shout out to your friend, Becca. Hey, Becca. I love her. Uh, there was a little back and forth in your comments on one of your pictures and somebody tagged somebody else and said, Oh, make this, you should make this. And it was two white girls back and forth. And Becca said, I would hope that you would say that Whitney gave you some inspiration behind this. Has that happened to you before? Have you seen that kind of stuff? And, you know, since you've put your face out there and are known for um, your blackness and making pieces, have you found that people are copying you creatively or any of that? Well, that specific situation has kind of been the first um no actually no it hasn't people do that all the time like they all the time will tag their friends and it usually happens um under like fiber artists pages that have you know a huge following because they think that you're not watching the comments when i mean we get the notifications just like you get the notifications so we can see it um, you know, just because people aren't commenting doesn't mean that they don't see it. So I do, I do get a lot of people like tagging their fiber or their maker friends or, you know, they're, they're picking up macrame as a hobby and they tag their friends and they're saying, um, you know, hey, you should make this. Um, and usually what I just do is like delete and block like, no, no, you shouldn't. Because um, now, you know, if it's like a plant hanger, a keychain coaster, something like that, that's just what people do um like there's a free tutorial on youtube then whatever be my guest make whatever the hell you want to do because i do still make stuff like that too um but when it comes to specific pieces of art that was really the only time that somebody like blatantly was like hey make this make this no because that's my shit you know what i mean like and i feel the same way for other fiber artists there are other fiber artists out there that make stuff that is specific to them um so anyway maybe inspiration looks like um you'll make maybe a planter that has fringe hanging down like how my planters did but like don't copy the knots don't copy the ideas don't like do exactly what i did because that came from my heart that came from my brain like when i create i create with intention i don't create just because it's like a trend or a fad i'm creating because I love to. I'm trying to put out good vibes into the world. And I think that people need to stop for a second and think about that. Like you're just trying to make money when, you know, really you could really be fucking the artist up by taking their designs or or their ideas. Um, And it really becomes disheartening for artists um, when people copy or when people tell their friends to make their stuff. and then they don't want to create anymore. And I've seen a lot of that too. So, um, yeah. Don't you know what's interesting, about that? <clears throat> what's interesting about that is whoever that was, I'm sure in their mind, they might have felt like there was nothing that they were doing wrong. You yeah. Know I mean? like, and that's, that's a part of like, I would say like intellectual property. You can't like, you can't like take somebody else's stuff and just with all due respect. And it, it just, it, I just find it interesting because I know more than likely they would have easily said, Oh, I didn't know. I just thought this was cool. And yeah, she can make, she should make this. 
Yeah. I, you know, and when your friend, I didn't see that, but when your friend commented and said, I would hope you would, you know, give her, I, I totally agree with that. And they're not yeah. even thinking in that mindset. It's just like, I see this, I want you to make it. And who's yep. on the internet. So everybody just free to yep. do whatever they want without yep. like giving anybody props or respect for the inspiration. Yep. And that's how, it, and that's just like, kind of like the, um, you know, the Amazon, the Amazon instant gratification generation. Like, I feel like it's the same way with, you know, growing up with Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. Everybody thinks that everything is free game to take as their own. And really it isn't like people, artists on Instagram that, you know, like they make specific, um, shoot, I don't know what it is, but you know, when they do procreate on the iPad or something like that, and they're making their specific art that is specific to them and then people steal it and then they don't think that it's a big deal well it was on instagram well what the hell does that mean that doesn't mean that it's free for you to take like share it and say oh this is dope i really am inspired by such and such and such and such um and even sometimes i feel like that's kind of like dodgy like because some people will use like well i was inspired by you and then they copy you know what i mean and think that it's okay um so it is like a it's a fine line it really is but I don't, I don't really comment and all, comment on it that much because clearly I got friends like Becca and Brittany that will <laughs> ride for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I just, I would like to make it known that it's not cool to steal people's stuff. It's cool to learn. It's cool to want to make things for yourselves. Um, but I think that the issues come in when people try to like make things, sell them for profit and then claim them as their own. Mm-hmm. So how has all of this changed you creatively? <laughs> um, so I haven't really been um, respecting myself or my creative process. Um, you know, for anyone that has followed me for any length of time beyond June, you know that like my process includes like being outside, grounding myself in nature, um, like really drawing inspiration from other art and and from nature other people and I feel like because I'm just so busy right now I don't have time to do that um I don't have time to respect my creative process really um sometimes ideas will come to me and I'll try to like get it out but I can't because I'm, I'm thinking like oh shoot I gotta get uh 27 moon chakras out this week or something like that so um I feel like, you know, it's kind of like when you have, you, you lost your mojo. Sometimes I feel like that. Like, um, I just don't have the time for my brain to think, to create original ideas. I was doing a wall hanging yesterday and I was so stuck because I just, I haven't really, I don't know. I just haven't really been in the brain space to create freely. I've just been in the, I'm a machine space as of late. Um, so yeah, I think that an influx like that for an artist, it's, it's, it's a good and it's a bad, good and bad. What lesson have you learned in all of this? Like, what's your um, takeaway? I'm still learning um, and still growing, but basically a few takeaways have been, you cannot please everybody. You will not please everybody. Um, make time for rest make time for rest um that's something that i never really have been good at anyway um but i wasn't busy to the point where i wasn't resting like 
I would be able to sit on the couch or I would be able to, you know, just chill if I needed to. And I don't feel like I have that time um, now. So I literally have to like carve out time to take a nap or Brittany has to tell me, go take a nap, go, go. <laughs> if you feel like resting, go rest. Um, so that's another lesson that I've learned. Like, please burnout is real. Make time for rest. Um, you can't please everyone. And let me think of another one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Um, another thing that has really been in the front of my mind is like, you know, you can manifest success all you want, but you need to be prepared for everything that comes with success. There's the good and there's the bad and there's the ugly and Oh, can you see me? Oh, and there's the beautiful. Um, and so really, I'm just trying to remind myself, this is what you asked for. And, um, you know, take whatever lessons away from it that I can, you know, as they present themselves. Um, and also, you can get a refund if you want to be rude to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> Because, you know, in the in the beginning, I was like, nope, no refunds. You may not have a refund. I'm not refunding anyone. But then very quickly, I learned that, no, I don't, I don't, it's not fair to me to have that mental load, like of someone um, telling me that my business is trash or telling me that I'm a thief or, you know, saying that, you know, this, this seller is a liar and, you know, they're not going to send out my stuff. And then, I'll send a refund and they're like, but I, but I still wanted it. Then what, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh. What do you mean? Um, so yeah, so you, you can get a refund. Complain. You, they want the privilege to complain and you, and you to just be kind of like shooking and jiving just to get shit done at their, yeah. their time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm still a human being and, um, I still have feelings and how I'm going to deal with that from now on is you can get a refund yeah. period. <laughs> and that's that on that I don't want I don't want people to think that you know like I'm trying to hold their stuff hostage or hold their money hostage or anything like that it's not it has nothing to do with that if you have followed me since June then you know everything that I'm going through you know that I work hard every single day I never don't work um so yeah <laughs> that's it you can get a refund that's a lesson and that's on your money back <laughs> and that's on Wells Fargo that's on Bank of America <laughs> You are foolish. Foolish. <laughs> I want to ask um, you just real quick. I'm pretty sure you've covered this in some way, but just in general, like how does it feel to be a black owned business that's thriving during the pandemic? Because I think that's a big deal. Yeah, that actually feels amazing. It feels amazing to, to, to be one of those black owned businesses. And it, and it feels amazing to see other black owned businesses thriving um, because like I said, we've been here. We've been dope. Um, I think that a lot of, there's a lot of Black-owned businesses that still haven't gotten their flowers that need to. Um, so yeah, it, that, it feels awesome. And honestly, like I hope it never goes away um, for me or for, for anyone that wants to be a Black business owner. Um, yeah, that, that's a super plus. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, watching your followers grow is just like, wait, wait. I remember when I first started following the page, and if I'm not mistaken, it was like, 
it was at under 500 and then mm -hmm. it quickly just grew 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 you were just so and then i'm just like so inspired by your social media content and how like consistent and how like it, everything seems super intentional i'm just like damn that's I a lot it really like it really like does something to me to hear that because i mean i listen people tell me often and i really really am grateful when people are in my inbox and like rooting for me and lifting me up and all that kind of stuff um it feels amazing because i put a lot of time in <laughs> like yeah, a lot it's very obvious it's like very intentional very yeah. like even the songs you pick out it makes me want to be like you know what if i'm ever gonna do this shit fuck it because i don't know how to even like put all them layers and shit and plants <laughs> and then the words like girl what Listen, and then, like it's, it's great i be so, telling you to put a price tag on your content ma'am <laughs> in front of it they don't buy it yeah listen like that is um i'm really i'm like super 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 grateful um I, you know what honestly i'm grateful for the entire journey from from the start where I felt like I wasn't seen because I literally wasn't seen because I literally was not showing my face. Um, I was afraid to. And then, you know, growing into, oh, that's that, that's that girl, Whitney, you know, from Black Girls with Garden. She makes the plant hangers. And then growing beyond that, because even like those times where I had a lot of downtime and where I had a lot of time to think about, you know, what do what do I want to be like who do I want to be because you know a lot of Instagram personalities are just Instagram personalities they're not like that in real life that's not how it is and I want people to know like this is me this is me I got a hundred plants on my deck because I really got a hundred plants on my deck like I'm, a, I'm really a plant lady and I really am into crystals and I really am this type of person and i cuss a lot and i got four kids and sometimes i cuss them out too um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know like like this is me. and i think that's like and maybe that's why it like flows so well because this is it, it literally is me <laughs> yeah, like i'm corny sometimes you know like that's what and I mean. my favorite thing is to see you like post a picture of yourself, not just you post like a full body pic beside your shit. Like I did this shit, bitch. And check oh me. yeah, I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So love see, it. that's what, and that's another thing. Like I'm, I'm telling you how I just like love the journey because I would have never done that. Yeah. Um. Let's say I started in February. My business started February 2019. Um. And I would have never done that back then. Never. Um. And so now. It's like, damn, I'll, I'll like look at my Instagram uh, grid and I'm like, damn, that's a lot of pictures of me. <laughs> but then I'm like, what? This is my shit. That's Who your shit. And it's important. Like you said, if you're going for people, you need, you know, there needs to be more representation. It is important for somebody to come across and scroll and see you there yep. with your shit. Like I can relate to you. I can't relate to, yeah. you know, some of these other Instagram. No, pages. and you know what? I've had a lot of people tell me like, I didn't even like macrame before yeah. I, you know, came across you. And and really like what I make is is my shit, but a lot of macrame looks exactly alike. So you have to like find a way to set yourself apart from other people. Um and it's like when I'm scrolling on Instagram or scrolling on Pinterest, I'm like, damn, you know, like this could have been made by all the same person. It all looks the same. Yeah. It looks the same right down to the uh like the filters they use for their for like the pictures for their grid so it can be cohesive i don't care if my shit is cohesive 
I don't care if one day I post it on a white wall and the next day I'm posting outside. I don't care about none of that shit. What I care about is like my daughters, number one, see me being a business owner. Cause I never, growing up, I never, well, my mom had a daycare. I don't want to like take that away from her. That was her business. So she, you know, she was like that example for me. Um, but still, I never thought that like being a macrame artist could be a career. You know, like school teaches us that you have to go to college and you have to do this and you have to do that. And I'm teaching my children that, hey, you can go to college if you want to, but you can also do this if you want to. And I don't want them to like be like, but mom, you said I could do this. And then they're going on Instagram and seeing like nobody that looks like them. Um, So yeah, I think it's very much so important for me to be front and center. Yeah. (laughs) Front and center. I'm just like, before... I met you. I didn't know what the fuck a macrame was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. But when I came across you and your work, I was like, this is dope as fuck. I want it. She's a black. I don't want no white shit in my house. I want it. <laughs> and then not only that, but it's just it's amazing to me that you and Anika can both do macrame. And I the only shit I can do is I can gang bang, bitch. That's the only thing I can do with my fingers. That's it. I can't. <laughs> It's amazing to me. Anika, please get your friend. <laughs> That's your friend for right now because I that is crazy. She said she can game back. I don't even know what this girl is talking about. I can't do she she might say she can't do knots, but she can do every other thing. She dope as fuck. So y'all don't let her play. I can do everything else, but I can't she's dope as fuck. No. So I just I think y'all are really dope and um can't wait for the macrame in fiber world to be black black honestly like when i look at the black i mean when i see them here and there like the ones that um challenge you shared i went to and i followed each each one of them oh yeah yeah all their work looks really really good it looks like something that like i'm interested in seeing like we see each other the other stuff is like huh that's cool holly but i've seen that a lot of times and y'all it's the black I think being black in general just brings something like a different creative aspect to it. I agree. I agree. And that's what I'm saying about the black girl magic. I'm literally saying like black girls are black people are magic. And I feel like, you know, that I feel like there's just like so much untapped potential out there. There's so many ideas. Cause if you think about it, let's just go back um, to, you know, our ancestors days you know they're probably the first weavers yeah um, macrame is an ancient art it's not new um it was like it was like big in the 70s and then big again right now because it's very trendy um but it is not a new art um and uh that's another thing that i get kind of like weird about with white fiber artists in general because you know here they are profiting big time a lot of them um off of indigenous art um and i'm not saying indigenous to just america but other countries as well without like giving props to listen i'm always like trying to figure out what am i doing where did it come from what you know were my people doing this back in the day i mean i know they weren't in the field doing this but i'm just saying like my ancestors in africa were they doing this like um so yeah i don't even know how i got to <laughs> the origins of macrame but yeah yeah black people are magic that's what it is yes they are yes we are Period. yes we that's are on abracadabra <laughs> <laughs>
on my nerves. <laughs> Wait, Bill. <laughs> Because why did you just think about that right now? I'm sick y'all, please. I am sick. <laughs> that's my favorite thing to do. Like, when somebody says, <laughs> you that's on Africa, Africa. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, Whitney, thank you so much for having this conversation with us. We yeah. I'm so happy that you guys had me. Of course. So now we're going to transition into you not getting away from me for the fire questions. You still getting them? Oh, uh, girl, don't worry, because where am I going? But inside this house and <laughs> you. <laughs> Nika, do you want to go first? Yeah, okay. well, I'll go first. Okay, Whitney, if you could have anyone as your mentor right now in anyone, famous or whatever, dead or alive, who would it be? Beyonce. Okay. Beyonce. And you want to know why? Because Brittany just told me, like, she, you know, I was just dealing with a moment, and Brittany just told me how Beyonce said that, you know, when she's going through a hard time, um, she gives herself 24 hours to deal with it, and then she bosses back the fuck up. Um, and so I would love to, to just pick her brain. How do you get so, so, I mean, yeah, she has a huge team around her, um, but still, how does your brain get so much stuff done? all the time all the day like she almost 40 and you don't want to slow down i need to know how to not want to slow down when i'm almost 40. <laughs> i need to also remember that too you got 24 hours and you need to get get the fuck over it real quick and boss up okay. yeah that, that was amazing what is what is one of your weird quirks <laughs> um i don't know what's one of your weird quirks and then i'll tell you mine well Everybody knows I have like a, a thing with my hair. So I, I'm always like playing in my hair. And before I had locks, I would like twist the bottom. Now that I have them, I just kind of transition to the roots. So I'm always like in my hair getting lost in the whole day. I do that too. I do that too. Um, I'm trying to think of what weird shit I do. I do a lot of weird shit. I'm kind of weird. Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know right now. I'll think okay. about it. Okay, so what is your favorite, now that we're coming up on fall, what is your favorite fall activity? Mm. Um, so we love pumpkin patches and, um, you know, like the corn maze and all that. Around here, they have one that has, um, like, so many activities for children. And it's just, like, one, it's just one of my favorite, favorite things. Plus trick-or-treating, decorating for fall, um, and all the witchy shit. Oh, yes, I love that. Okay. <laughs> What is the most delightful word that you can think of right now? Um, um, <laughs> I'm going to say bliss because we were just talking about my okay. bliss. Yes. What product would you refuse to promote? <laughs> um, anything that has anything to do with um, Donald Trump. There we go. There we go. Y'all heard it. <laughs> How do you define happiness? Um, I feel like happiness is a state that you choose for yourself. So, um, regardless of the situations that you have going on around you, you can still choose to be happy. Um, now that's not to say that you can't have a bad day or you can't have a bad moment, 
um, or, you know, shitty things. That doesn't mean that shitty things aren't happening to you right now. Um, but you can choose to look at the brighter side in spite of overall look at the bigger picture because of, you know, happiness means, you know, you're, you're, you have a high vibration. Um, you want to keep those vibrations high. You want to, you know, manifest. Um, so yeah, that's what happiness is to me. Happiness is choosing to look at the brighter side, even though you have things going to, you know, going against you or to you or whatever. I like that. Yeah. All right. You done? My turn? Yep. Okay. So I want to start my question off by, okay, we're not, we're not going to do the chicken or rotel because she's been here. And if you want to go back to that, <laughs> we go back to the first episode. Um, my question is based off of, I saw Daisy. We all love Daisy. Mm-hmm. Um, post the other day and it says a rich life could mean you know picking your kids up from school every day a rich Mm -hmm. life could mean you know having x amount of dollars in your account a rich life could mean whatever so what does a rich life mean to you um so to me a rich life means it kind of just plays on the happiness thing um a rich life to me is like right now my kids are happy my kids are at home my husband is here we're all together you know, we know that we are safe together. Um, and I have a thriving business, you know, so I have, you know, even though a rich life is it, it has nothing to do to me with money. Um, it has nothing to do with material possessions. It has a whole lot of everything to do with happiness and whatever that looks like for you. And for me, that looks like my family being together and being safe and healthy. Yes. What, how do you like your coffee? Oh, um, <laughs> so I like um, a good bit of creamer, nice and light skinned. That's how I like my coffee. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like about three quarters coffee and a quarter creamer. Okay. A lot. Oh, what type of creamer? Does it matter what type? Oh, well, I like to do a non-dairy because these days this body is not here for, um, the stomach is like not here for cow's milk. (laughs) Um, But I like many different flavors. Right now I'm really into um, like pumpkin spice or hazelnut or, you know, I'm eclectic. Would you rather have a certificate or the experience? Certificate for what? Just any like would you rather go to a class and get the certificate or would you just rather have the experience? Oh, oh for sure the experience. Yes. Um, what is the song that gets you out of your worst mood? Hmm. <laughs> so right now, because I've like been watching these roller skating videos on Instagram and one of them had the song Buddy by Music So Child. So I will Yes, girl, I've been playing that song back to back. Every t- and earlier, I was like in such a shitty mood and I turned it on. And it's a really good like boppy vibe. So right now, that that's it. But at one point, sometimes it's Black Parade. Like if, um, you know, I'm in a shitty mood, sometimes my husband will say, Alexa, play back Black Parade. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, then. So yeah, it just depends. He's like, Alexa, she get on my fucking nerves. Play Black Parade. <laughs> That's probably it. Okay. Um, and what is your favorite pie or cake? Um, I love uh, sweet potato pie 
and sometimes apple pie um but not that much of a cake person these days i'll eat it but you know okay all right well those were really good answers thank you so much <laughs> thank you <laughs> on that note with the pie do y'all know that um patty because this is appropriate for tonight do y'all know that patty at walmart showing out with a with a um a peach and an apple clobber because I needed both in my life. And I was like, hmm, I don't know which one I'm going to choose. Then it had a combination. what I tell you? Stop. I can't stop. I'm going to go get another <laughs> one today and pretend like I made it for dessert. It was good. It's peaches and apples and a cobbler. Put it in the oven. Get you Together? some Together? Yes. That is the best. It doesn't okay. sound good, but it makes me want to try it. Yeah. Need it. I would say for commercial dessert, I'm going to have to give it to Patty. I'm not saying it's the best it, that I've had. I'm saying for commerce to be commercially distributed, Patty, you doing your thing. Okay. Well, I'm going to get it because you said so. Oof. I just want everybody to know I am team Patty for tonight. And I I, wanna, I still, I'm team Gladys. Yeah, well, I haven't decided yet. So I'll let y'all know afterwards. I love I'm going to have to watch it first. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, did y'all see the Apple um, commercials where they were uh, cooking? Yes, and I was like, mm, "But whose food would you rather eat?" I don't know. They both look good. They both look good. Listen, okay, like no shade to Gladys. Like I grew up on Gladys night, but we were a patty household. Pat, uh, Gladys just made that uh, damn banana pudding. Patty oh yes, she did. That's right. Pie. She made the chicken. She made the greens. She made the. And Gladys got a whole Waffle House, don't it? They say it's nasty. Oh, you said it was nasty. I. You said it was nasty. It wasn't all of that, but I'm still Team Gladys. I'm here for you, baby. Thank you. Well, I don't know. Them patty pies do be hitting when you don't they feel do. like making your they own do. sweet potato I'm, pie. So I'm, I didn't even know you were supposed to put patty pies in the oven. Me That's either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was eating the whole straight out the box. They didn't make it. Out, they didn't make it to the oven. We got an oven. <laughs> nah, I always and they got the mini ones at Walmart for fifty cents, and I will eat them whole. I will. They got mini ones? Mini. They are like little snack size. They're about this big. And you better get about three of them because I definitely eat about two at a time. <laughs> I'm really careful to potato pie, but hers, I'm saying for commercial dessert like Patty, I'm going to have to give it to her. Yeah, I agree. Let I me agree. put a little racism in here. One second. Y'all remember when Paula Dean, <laughs> y'all remember when Paula Dean had those butter, those butter cakes at Walmart? It was so good. I never had a butter cake. I never had one. Like I never even knew they existed. Oh my god! I'm mad that she was so racist. Did, did they discontinue them or something? No, they discontinued, and that's on racism. That's what they said. Brittany, <laughs> <laughs> please go back to bed, please, because I'm tired. <laughs> oh my god, that worked good though. You'll be distributing us uh, some for the holidays. There you go. Find the recipe. Thanks. I, I was going to say, I'm sure the recipe online, because I sure did learn how to make mac and cheese by using a Paula Deen recipe, but now it's my own. But all I'm saying is, I bet it's online, and I bet it's good, so. Oh, I will send, I'll send y'all some butter cakes. Okay, thanks, because I don't want to. Yeah. Okay, so moving right along into our, Whitney's going to stay with us for our Stone of the Week segment. And oh, she's yeah. going to present a Stone of the Week quiz. Oh, yeah, let me get a stone. Hold on, don't. Now presenting the Stone of the Week by Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good way, man. God damn. Okay. All right. So for the Stone of the Week, we have rose quartz, 
Um, so Rose Quartz is one of my favorites. Um, it is pretty much traditionally known as the love stone. Um, it is perfect for your heart chakra. Um, and that's all matters of the heart. So if you're experiencing heartbreak or you want to um, manifest love into your life, make sure that you get some rose quartz. Um, I like to put it in my bedroom. Uh, I have all, all of the rose quartz that I own is all in my room. So I want lots of love in my room, um, in my space. Um, I also like to put rose quartz on my money so that I am sending the vibration that I love my money. I want more money to come to me. Um, so when you are like trying to manifest and you want to like maybe me meditate with some rose quartz, I always like to just put it uh, in my hand or near my heart um, and then just kind of fill it with the intentions that you want to put into it or, the, or what you want out of life as far as love goes. Um, so for example, um, I like to say things like, um, you know, I love myself, I am love, I radiate love, um, you know, something like that. So that's what you can do when you are meditating or you could just have it in your pocket, feel, it, feel around for it. So that's um, kind of the idea with putting intentions into your crystals when you meditate. So you can meditate in the morning, set intentions into your crystals and then put it in like in your pocket um, throughout the day. And if you feel like you need those intentions, you know, into yourself, then you can hold on to your, hold on to your rose quartz or, you know, have a midday meditation. I like to hold on to them when I'm driving or anything, <laughs> literally anything. So yeah, um, get you some rose quartz, get your, get your heart chakra in line. Oh, I was going to say, how do you suggest um, cleaning? Because I know not every stone you can get wet because at some point I was just going to put all my stones like out and I'm like, I don't want them to get wet. So how do you yeah. um, suggest cleaning and charging the rose quartz? Okay, so quartz in general is um, a crystal that is going to be on the harder side, um, getting wet water, uh, you know, leaving it out in the rain that won't bother any type of quartz crystal. Um, so that's just a general rule of thumb. Um, so what I like to do with rose quartz is charge under the moon, any moon, it doesn't have to be the full moon, it could be the new moon or whatever. Um, uh, or you could um, use water, you could just put it in water and just um, like rinse it off. Um, that could also be charging you putting your plants, uh, you could use sage and um, like when you're, if you use sage to clear your home you could just also do that just run it over your crystals that will cleanse them and then you could also use um, selenite which is um, the crystal that I always send out with all of my orders um, selenite is a charging crystal and you could just put it like on top of like put rose quartz on top of selenite or right next to it or something so other crystals charge crystals water can charge crystals the earth can charge crystals you could just sit them right on directly on the ground in like some dirt and charge them that way um, so many other ways, if you're not sure if a crystal can get wet or not, um, if you're not sure, don't put water on it, first of all, and then um, you could just try another way. You could charge in the sun as well. So yeah, you could put it in your windowsill. You already answered the question, but I saw that you put uh, rose quartz in your plant when you were repotting the other day. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I decided to do that because that plant um, has given me so much love this growing season. Um, and so I decided, damn, I, I kind of want to like put some more, put some, put some love back into that plant. So I decided to put some rose quartz in and out of my soil. Um, you know, some people might think that that shit's crazy, but I think that that shit works. So. <laughs> you took it back out of the soil? No, no, they're still there. Oh, you did? Okay. So I, I put, like, I buried some into the soil, and then some are just sitting on top. Oh, you have you have a lot of crystals. You have, like, a, a oh. factory. I'm like, look, I need my shit back. Hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, listen, if you, if you need your crystal back, don't leave it in your plant. If you want to, like, <laughs> yeah, but I just have a lot, so that's why I did that. Gotcha. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> All right, so Winnie, tell everybody where they can find you on the socials one more time. If you want to be found. Uh, okay, yeah, hell yeah, I want to be found, but just come come correct, you know, if you want to come hang out with me, make sure you have positive vibes, positive intentions, and I will return the same. Um, on Instagram, I am at Double Rainbow Design, and that's pretty much it. I have a Facebook page too, but um, it's kind of hard for me to manage both pages. Um, and then um, my Etsy shop will be moving over to a DoubleRainbowDesign.com, like, ASAP. So I knew that right was now, happen, just so you know, I'm like, okay, I'm waiting on, I knew that was going to happen. I knew you were going to just outgrow, you know. All right. Guys. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us for another episode. We'll see you back next week. Nikki, you got any church announcements? No, um, no church announcements. Me neither. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>